Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Awaken Your Relationships. Um, I am Julie Murphy, and I am the money chick, but Rita here is the relationship chick. And um, we just thought we'd talk about what does a healthy woman look like emotionally, because um, we that's not validated in our society, actually. We focus more on who the, the bitch is, right? Not what a healthy woman looks like emotionally. So we thought we'd talk about that today. So what do you think, Rita? <laughs> I, you know, a lot of women right now are doing generational work, as in they're reversing things, ideas or survival patterns that were passed down from their grandmothers or their great grandmothers so and their great great grandmothers. <laughs> and women are getting to the, a point where they're looking at the, that they have resources, that they can stand on their own feet, that they're smart, that they've got community. Women are feeling stronger and they're realizing they need to let go of these old patterns of who, what a good woman looks like because we right. don't need to be that way anymore. Women as a whole, the world has evolved. Women as a whole do not need to hide in caves. You know, there's this interesting research they did it was on, and we might've talked about it before, it was on testosterone. Women who live in countries where they have no health insurance are more attracted to pictures of men who have higher levels of testosterone because their facial features are different. And so if someone had high testosterone, their face would look a certain way. And if they didn't, it would look a different way. Women, when they feel insecure or unsafe, like they won't be able to take care of their children, are more likely to be attracted to men who have more aggression, who have more determination, who are more of the male attributes. If they're in a country with good health insurance and they have a reasonable level of safety, then they choose men who are more partners. They choose men who, um, who Fascinating. share things. And it's all based on health insurance even something as, as simple as that. So we've been living for, you know, who knows how many generations uh, in, a, in a place of survival. But when we look around the world, we don't live there anymore. And women need to start shedding these old beliefs that um, were embedded in our head from the Catholic church, from magazines, from men themselves. You know, men would love for women to be a certain way for the most part. Unhealthy men would love for women to be barefoot pregnant and in the kitchen. I mean, it would be an ideal. <laughs> I, I <did>. you know? <laughs> Plus bringing all the money on the side because they're independently wealthy, but you know, whatever, whatever. That's my ex-husband. <laughs> That's my not dad and my ex-husband to a T. <laughs> yes. This is not real. And no, because it's not, not women are not going to stand for it anymore because we don't need to. And so there's, we're starting to shed these outdated ideas about submissiveness and subservience and that we need to please men. And because that's just not true. We're an equal human being. Women have emotions. Women have bad days. Women get angry. Women are passive aggressive. Women are joyful, but in a selfish society where we don't see anyone but our own selves, women and minorities, you know, many times get, get the shaft because right. no one's paying attention. And if women don't stand up for their rights to be whole, 
healthy women who have issues, who, who wa are walking their own path. If we don't stand up for that right, we'll just continue to be railroaded like we've been for right. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And we conformed to that idea so that we could survive in a dangerous society and we don't live there anymore. Right. Well, what's fascinating to me is like, even when you say this, like I had my daughter say something to me yesterday that um, was something that was similar to what I could recall saying to my mother, right? Um, so when we're in our divine feminine power, when we're actually in our power, we're not confrontational and in your face. And my daughter was being confrontational and in your face yesterday. And I was just like, and so she saw it as a sign of weakness, just like I saw in my mother, a sign of weakness that she would take the step back and allow you to be in whatever emotions you were. And she would accept that you were in a place that was something she was not going to participate in. Like I can see that that's what my mother was doing. She was in her smart woman. Yeah. And, but to me, it was just like, engage here. I am talk to me, like get, you know, and that's it was the devil, you know, that's <laughs> Satan coming. I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's it, basically, it's being dysregulated our nervous systems off balance. And so then, you know, our shadows come out, but it, it, you know, you were demonically possessed and she was letting you work it out. Right. Well, and I'm, and watching that, you know, I said to my daughter yesterday, I said, don't confuse silence with weakness. And I said, there isn't a time and a place to have that communication, but it's not necessarily in the masculine way of I'm going to push and get in your face, right? Because that's masculine energy. That's not divine feminine energy. Divine feminine energy allows, accepts, well, well not just that. Divine feminine energy connects with other kick-ass women so that we know we're not alone. We're able to accept because we've got community behind us and strength behind us more than a single man will ever have. Mm. You know, and, and a lot of it is women have gravitated towards male ways of doing things because they haven't had enough good role models about how women do things. Mm. Women do community. Right women do getting in line with the flow with we're like ocean waves you know yep. that's our role in the world but we're women girls aren't taught that right they aren't taught that there's strength in being in a woman you're able to be flexible because you have a whole army of women behind you that will protect you when necessary but right. if you don't know how that works then you gravitate towards the male model because that's what you see everywhere. And that's what works in our capitalistic society. Yeah. Well, and I had somebody say to me not too long ago, it takes two people to fight. So if you choose not to fight and just stand in your power and just be like, but we've, we've taken in our capitalistic society that fighting is power, but it actually takes your power away because I had, I had a friend of mine say to me early on in my divorce process, my neighbor, she said to me, um, you know, Jewel, you don't operate in the world the way that he operates in the world. So you're never going to win a game playing the game the way somebody else plays it because they're already a master at being themselves. You're not a master at being them. You're at a, you're a master of being you. So smart friends. in your way not in his way 
and then you won't be stuck in the game. And I, that was sage advice very early on in my process because I did, you know, you know, not easy because you can get hooked you know, in your old patterning, right? We all have old patterning and stuff like that, but you know, to detach from it and just be like, you know what? It's okay, you know, to be yourself. And because we know what that is, it's just that we've been trained and taught that to not trust your own way of plugging into the world. Like you're, we are trained to say, fix that part of yourself because it's not really good and, and conform over here and do it this way. Particularly when maturity process, you know, if yeah. we stay stuck in, in our childhood phase, you know, there's strength and safety from conforming with people because you are in danger. You know, right. you are vulnerable as a kid. You, you don't have all right. that. And it's a maturing process that allows you to realize you are both safe and you can be a unique individual. Right. You know, so it's a growing up and most people just aren't encouraged to go to that next level of thinking that right. they, they can be uniquely, they're supposed to be uniquely themselves, mm -hmm. you know, because the messages are still, you know, for 12 year old girls of how you need to conform. Totally. Yeah. It, it's just absolutely fascinating to me how we, um, when we align with ourselves, then we feel more grounded, more peaceful, and, and in that process, it's holding strong boundaries, right? Of what's true for you. And, you know, I've been one through the years who has negotiated myself away. And all those people I negotiated myself away to, they all came back and said, um, it's your, your, you're the problem, Julie. And it was because I wouldn't negotiate myself away. Then all of a sudden I was the problem. It was like, well, it's not really how it works in my book. Like I'm just actually holding a boundary that's true for me. And you'd like to project because you're uncomfortable with me not playing your game. So it's like, okay, how do I, you know, then be standing and being in your power, which is super important. Yeah. A lot of times women think to them, at least I thought to myself, I don't know what everybody thinks. I thought to myself that, um, that standing in my power meant that I had to manipulate a situation. And in reality, standing in my power, other people aren't going to like because it doesn't serve them. And the faster we realize those kind of truths about reality, the faster we can work with it instead of wondering why this is happening to me, just be like, yeah, people are going to be jerks. They're going to take it out on you. They're going to be thinking about themselves. They're, they're going to be doing that. And I, if I try to manipulate them through that, it's all going to blow up. But if I just Whoa. tell them the truth straight out about what I need and what I want, and I respect myself, right. It creates the change. Totally. Aren't going to like it because growing up a growing up process for all of us is uncomfortable and painful you know your bones ache and you don't know how it's going to go and you know that's why coaching's getting bigger because people really needed support in their lives and they don't have it anymore to work through the difficult things well and that really brings up a great point in terms of the fact that you know 
you don't have to have it all figured out yourself. You know, some people will say to me, Jewel, why do you talk to all these coaches? Why do you do these things? I'm like going, because clearly I don't have the tools and I want to learn the tools faster so I can get to the next place that makes me happier, faster. Like you could certainly figure it all out on your own. There's no doubt. You could read books, you could figure it out, blah, blah. I have found by pulling in a coach, it goes by way faster, way more efficient because Rita, I'll never forget when I found you, I was like listening to your Facebook lives. And like, I literally, every time you'd pop up, I'd be like, you would like say one more thing. I'm going, she's talking about my life. I'm like, this lady gets it. I was like, oh my God, like I'm literally living this day in and day out. And I literally watched you for probably a year before I actually picked up the phone and called you and said, I need to do some sessions with you because I, you know, I put it all on my shoulders. I tried to do it myself. And then I was like, you know what? She knows exactly what I'm dealing with, exactly what I need to work around because I'm not going to play this game anymore. And everything I tried wasn't working, which was the way I had prior plugged into the world. But when you're dealing with someone who doesn't play the same game as you do, if you will, so I'm an empath and I was dealing with a narcissist. And those are two different ways to plug in the world, two completely different ways to plug in the world. And so when I started to recognize the difference between the two, I was going, oh, now I know. Now I, now I get it. Because now I can see, you've said to me over and over again, it's not about him. Every single person who has this situation going on in their life operates the same way. So I could take the personalization out of it and then just see it going, oh, then I came from a place of compassion as opposed to reactivity. And then holding this space going, oh, oh. And then I saw how I would pour gasoline on it because I was coming for my trauma self, you know? And so it was like, oh, got it. And so this is where, you know, again, Rita and I have talked about this. If you've watched any of our videos over the last year, that it's really about that you can't shift and change other people. You can only shift and change yourself. Well, and that, that brings us back to the topic of today's call, which is women's power is connecting into community. And we've been emotionally isolated because that's we're easier to control when we are distant connected from our circle of women yep and literally have to remember and create these natural things i mean if you go to um japan what is it um okinawa no it's not okinawa it might be okinawa the women there live to be like 124 because they've got these circles of women they've had in their lives their entire life mm. and it's that circle of community and women have been taught that we can't trust other women, that right. we have to behave like men, that we'll never be successful as women, that uh, that if we don't do it on our by ourselves, our education system taught us this: if we don't do it by ourselves, then it doesn't really count, right? <laughs> and that goes completely against women's power, which is about community and relying on each other and being stronger together than we are apart. But women have been destroyed. Those circles have been destroyed and we have to rebuild them. 
And that's what coaching and that's what getting together, you know, for these medicine circles and all of that. Men needed ceremony, ritual. You know, they needed to prove themselves. Right. Women needed to get together in quilting bees, you know. <laughs> in factories, they, uh, during the war, the women who worked in the factories, they, they set it up differently because women were social, more social, they had their community. And so they set it up to be community and social. But when men worked at the factories, it was very independent. Everybody does their own job. It's just differences between how we work. Well, do you know, I have my kids, my, my kids go to a grammar school where after kindergarten, they separate the boys and the girls for exactly all the reasons that you're talking about. Because yeah. they just operate differently. Like girls, like their notepads and their pens and they get it out from a writing perspective. Like they do that stuff. And the boys got to move, 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 move. And it's, again, not good or bad. It's just that they, they learn the exact same material, but it's taught in a different way. The boys are taught in movement and the girls is more about, like you said, the community, like they set their desks up differently in the classroom and they do, yeah, it's really fascinating to me, you know? So I wholeheartedly understand exactly what you're talking about because that's one of the things that drew me to send my kids to the school that they're at. Right, because how they actually work is respected, but in the greater scheme of things, how women work in our country is not respected. Correct. And because of that, women have gotten forced into a corner where mm -hmm. they feel like they have to start becoming stronger, more assertive versions of themselves because no one else is looking out for their emotional needs mm -hmm. and they're isolated from their, their community of women, their circle of women. Right. So we're, we're like trapped animals many times, right? You know, starting to look at all of the, the Harvey Weinstein stuff and the Me Too movement. And, you know, women are getting to that place in evolution where we don't need to rely on men in order to be happy and healthy. And so we're starting to stand our ground. And right. uh, it's going to be fun and interesting to watch how it goes underneath the, the leadership of more women in our world. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's not bad. It's just we work differently and they, we have different. It's like I said it to my daughter the other day. She was talking about something with the Bible. And I said to her, I go, honey, the Bible has some really great messages in it. I said, I just want you to be aware that it was written by all men, though. So it was only written by 50% of the population. Right. And, and most of the materials already you know, was weeded out. And right. I said, so just be mindful. Yes, there are nuggets in there that are great. Yes. And you can have takeaways from that, but also know that anything that doesn't represent <laughs> the whole is just a piece of the picture. Well, you know? start, I've been watching ancient civilizations a lot. It talks a lot about um, Egypt and, and higher technologies and, and civilizations that really had their stuff together mm -hmm. and, and the reasons why. And a lot, of, a lot of what's in the Bible are also allegories for you know, things that really happened in the world. Mm -hmm. So the, in, in many ways, the stories in the Bible reflect actual things which happened somewhere in time in some way. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's more metaphorical right. so that people can grasp the essence of the message in the story um, right, and right. keep like an oral tradition, keep passing down the truth, but it, like the telephone game, it gets distorted through time. Yeah, that's true. And so like, 
One of the things that we haven't talked about in a long time that seems to be coming up with a lot of my clients lately is um, watching people because there's a lot of stressful stuff going on in our society. And so can you share with people again, those five stress response systems? Because I think that it's important, like what does a healthy emotional woman look like? Well, you kind of need to recognize when you're in stress response and without knowing what those are, I think that that would be very important to share again for those people who haven't heard it before. Yeah. Um, we were taught that when, that it's normal to have five different stress responses, that it's okay to disassociate, that it's okay to pick a fight. It's okay to people, please. It's okay to put your blinders on and be in denial. It's okay to be rigid in our thinking. You know, we put that on people and say, oh, that's just their personality. When in reality, those are all stress responses. And yep. there's one more reality that, that we need to embrace, which is not being stressed. Right. So we're either stressed and exhibiting people pleasing, you know, where, where we'll, whatever you want, whatever, it's no problem. I'm happy to do it. You know, whatever makes you comfortable. It's, it's okay to fighting. You did this to me and I know that it's going to happen to disassociating. Yeah. What? I, no, I don't know what happened. I, I really, what time is it? You know, people were chronically late, things like that. Um, rigid thinking, which is, nope, it's either black or right. It's either up or down. Uh, OCD kind of comes from this. Or I'm, like, you know, sitting like, going, I'm sitting here going, oh, like my Mary Kate is a people pleaser. My Bridget does the fighting. My Timmy is the rigid thinker. Okay, you haven't given me my, my Michael yet. <laughs> okay, so um, the last one is you put your blinders on, you put your head down, and you just work hard. And then, wow. you know, because if, if you don't see anything, if you don't pay attention to it, it'll take care of itself, you hope. You know, yeah. but then you live in a level of anxiety because, you know, you're, because anything can attack you from anywhere because you're focused on, on your work. So those are, those are really just being off balance. Those are really being in fight or flight. They're not personalities. That's not who we are. That's how we behave when we're stressed out. Yep. So the only answer, and, and that's, let's say in a metaphysical term, that's not being in love. If love is everything that exists and the only thing that isn't love is, is something that's not love. That's all those stress patterns. That's not love. The answer is coming back into harmony within yourself, which means bringing yourself back into a state of feeling good and happy. Right. So it's the difference between um, getting angry and starting a fight or getting angry and going for a walk in the woods where you talk to the squirrels and you hug a tree. Yeah, right. And so if people learn how to recognize when they are exhibiting a stress response or when someone else is exhibiting a, re a stress response, we're actually seeing what's going on. We're seeing the truth. We can say, wow, they're really stressed out. And even if we're reacting, because we can't control our reaction, it just happens. Right. We're able to then say, oh, look, I'm having a stress response. I need to take care of myself. I can't take care of them. 
And that's when you make yourself the cup of tea, you protect, you move the hotel, you know, to give yourself some space. So the, the what key- What are you saying when I moved to the hotel? No. <laughs> so, I mean, the key is recognizing when you're stressed out because you're probably picking up someone else's dysregulation and then taking care of yourself so that you come back to a place of joy. And then if that other person hasn't figured it out, now you've got the resources to help them calm down too. But you can't help people calm down energetically if energetically you're, you know, an orchestra that's falling apart. You know, you have to be back in tune and in well, harmony. Well, that's, that's you can help. that says a lot. Like I, I want to highlight that phrase that you said. Usually, um, you're stressed out because you're picking up someone else's dysregulation when they're not regulated. And I know that, you know, it's funny. I learn everything in business first and then I pull it into my personal world because business just seems to be easier because it's not as personal, right? And so like, I can sit there and watch. What's that? You have objectivity because it's a thing. It's not a... Right. So like I can sit there and have... So for an example, a few weeks ago, I had this client who she just, her projections were just brutal, like, like pages long and emails. Everybody cringed when she called the office and she finally just like did it one too many times. And she's like, well, I'm thinking of getting somebody else because you guys are crappy. In essence, that's what her email was. And I just, and she wanted to talk about how crappy we were. And I just said, you know what? I can look at it, I can observe it and go, you know what, I'm okay with not knowing all the whys, but let me help you get you to where you wanna be because I agree our business relationship's over. And, and, and because it's her not being regulated and stressed out that created that projection. And what often happens, particularly I watch this with um, employees that are younger and that when they haven't built the muscles yet, like they'll sit there and they'll be like, I'm sorry. And, da, 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 da. and so they take on that person's restress, but, and then they're people pleasing, just trying to satisfy her. And it's like, it creates this dysfunctional cycle that just keeps going. And it's like, yeah, no, not okay with it. And it's like, and it was really fascinating. Almost two weeks to the day, I had another female client do the, ex almost the exact same thing. She balls out, was just like, and she's, neither female at this juncture is willing to look at their stuff. Right. And, and it's okay because everybody does it in their own timing. It's totally perfect. Right. You can do it in whatever timing is perfect for yeah, you. Yeah. Right? It's rude for you to, it's rude for you to interfere with some natural unfolding. Right. So the next person that went, she, she held the boundaries and I, and I contemplated and I said, Okay, it was interesting because she said, I'm not paying you for this because I don't value this, meaning she didn't pay her bill for the last couple of years, but she was paying us on this other side. And really what she communicated is like, I value this, I don't value this. Okay, well, in her own stress responses, and for the last couple of years, she kept saying she was gonna mail this in and she didn't do it and I gave it a good faith and we kept doing the work for her because she just wanted to fly under the radar. And then, so then it's on me to then say, you know what, am I okay with just providing this service and then writing this off and chalking it up to a learning experience? Well, then are you okay having this sort of person in your life? 
Exactly. You know, and to me, it's about, well, let's hold the boundary and see how it, because then it was really interesting because then her spouse asked me to do this service. And I said, I'd be happy to, but you've got to pay me for it. And they, and then she cut him off and said, nope, like, we're not doing this. I can figure this out myself. Da, 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 and I was just like, and then at the end of it all, the husband goes, well, thanks for the marriage counseling session today. And I giggled because it had nothing to do with finance. It had everything to do with, I could finally see, I could observe their own stress response system to what is unspoken actually in their marriage that had nothing to do with me. And I was like, oh, And now that's the wisdom that comes from regulating your nervous system. So right. when you don't regulate your nervous system, then you get caught up in the drama. But mm. when you do regulate your nervous system, you take a few steps back and you can see from a higher perspective and you're able to let go easier because totally. you see what's happening and it, you know it doesn't have anything to do with you. Right. And so I've learned that on the business front and and then it leaks over. Cause I always say that if you change it in one area of your life, then it starts to leak over into the other areas of your life. And so it's really just about loving yourself enough. You said it earlier that, you know, there's these stress response systems. And then the other one is how to not live stressfully. Like, you know, cause I'm really clear that the weight won't come off my body cause the cortisol shifting through my system. Super clear about it because I shrink up every single time I can get, I'm getting really good at reducing that stress level and cortisol through my system. Like I was amazed at what I experienced with my daughter yesterday because she was dysregulated and what she had coming at me. And I just sat there and even, you know, we talked about it before we got on that I just then pulled the car over and let her have her moment. And she really got in my face, like screaming at me. And most parents would be like, jump back at her and try to shut her down. And I just let her have her moment. And I said, let me know when you're done because you're not talking to me this way because it's disrespectful. And we will sit here until you then apologize to every person in this car because we don't deserve to be treated that way. We need to figure out a way for you to communicate what you're feeling. And we want to hold a safe space for you to do that. Right. And by you doing that, you role modeled for her that she deserves to set boundaries and protect herself too, that women deserve it. Right. So when you, when you set those boundaries, even with her to yep. teach her what a human being deserves, she's able to internalize that. And she will then be able to take that and apply it to other people. Those same boundaries that right. you just set, she's absorbing and then she'll put into place with someone else who's been bullying her. Right, exactly. And to me, it's about learning these lessons in life because it's not, again, for her, it doesn't matter. It could be in her school. It could be in her extracurricular activities. It could be at her dad's house. It could be wherever. And you know what? It's probably leaking into all of them, you know? But it's like, oh, how do we now get to this next right step? How do we get to this next place? And it's really quite fascinating. And, you know, I just hope that those of you who are watching love yourself enough 
to actually start to be able to witness in your own lives to if you if you regulate your nervous system and then you can start to see going oh right now i'm trying to uh, uh fight with everybody like i i'm the the gloves are on you know or or i'm checking out like i'm just disassociating well, the problem is I, I'm, a, I'm someone who's fairly self-centered in a lot of ways, you know, because I'm sensitive, which means that I'm going to protect myself many times more than other people will, because I'm more sensitive and people aren't going to respect that. So I'm totally going to protect it. Hmm. And when we are stressed, we are only, we're only damaging ourselves. So I have no desire to rip myself apart internally or to carry all that extra weight or to puke every day or to cry in the bathroom alone. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Right. It means that I have to stop reacting and I also have to set boundaries so that I'm not triggered over and over. Mm. And I have to calm myself down and treat myself with love first. Right. Because otherwise, no one else is going to care that my body is destroying itself. Mm. And then they'll be mad at me if it does destroy itself because then I left too soon. You know, I don't win either way. Right. You know? And so, giving and suppressing this stuff kills you. It does. It does. We don't realize because I always say we work it out or we act it out. We do it through our money, through our health, or our relationships. And I have watched so many times that things have impacted people on a health perspective when we can't get to this place of being the observer and go, oh, because I was reminded by someone who does some health stuff for me. Well, Jewel, this issue for you is gonna keep rising until you stop behaving in the way in the world that's creating the sickness in your body. And, and I know this, I've taught this for years. I learned this when I was working with Deepak Chopra back in 2007, you know, I worked with him for about a decade and it's like, oh my gosh, I watched it act out in people's bodies. And you know what? I remember in 2016 when breast cancer was coming up, I was like, they found a lump. I was like, no, 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 I don't need to manifest this to shift my life. And then all of a sudden I addressed what was going on in my marriage. And then every three months, the mammogram, the lump got smaller, smaller, and then after four of them, it was gone. They're like, yeah, it was nothing. It just went away. And, and I was going through marriage counseling at the time and addressing all the stuff that was the unspoken language going on in my marriage. And then sure as heck, like right after that, then all of a sudden I wasn't feeling right. And I'm like going, mm, what's going on? So I went and just had a bunch of blood tests and they're like, well, you got some kind of autoimmune disease brewing, but we don't really actually know what it is yet, but we can tell that your numbers are a little elevated here. And I'm like going, no, 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 I don't need to manifest that either. And I dressed and then I found myself filing for divorce a couple months after that. And now my blood levels have been fine ever since. And that had nothing to do with the marriage per se. It was just that I was not authentically being me in the world. And I was able to finally now get back in alignment with me and who I was and who I am and create that happiness from that place. And it's so fascinating. Physically, physically, you know, we talked about the, the five, you know, stress response patterns and then the not stress response pattern in the body. Anything that's a stress response pattern is your body literally contracting and shutting itself down and it narrows the blood vessels 
and right. it narrows the blood vessels to the skin and it shuts down your digestion. Right. And it, it makes your muscles more brittle and less able to be fluid right. and move. And it constricts brain you know, blood to your head, you know, especially if you're not saying something, the jaw, the neck, you know, and then you end up with, or if you're constantly suppressing things, your body starts attacking itself because it can't get that inflammation out. Right. So if you, if someone notices they're in a stress response, the only re answer is to get uncontracted. Right. So you have to go do something that lets you open back up, get everything flowing and moving again, because right. if you don't, then wherever you've been holding on to that stress, old injuries, old memories, you know, um, people would have old memories sometimes of their mother slapping them in the face, let's say. And then they would, after a while, develop a facial thing, you know, because it's a, the stress response. Right. So right. our bodies can't maintain being in a fight or flight response indefinitely. It's supposed to be there only 20% of the time. But we're in that nearly 80% of the time. And so our body starts breaking down because it doesn't have the resources to keep working at a level of being deprived totally. and in a desert, a nourishment desert. Yep. You no. Know? Totally. So you literally have to go to King Spa if you want to save your life. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> I know. This is this is the biggest thing I fight with women. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, you your homework is to go to the beach. Your homework is to go to the spot. No, no, I don't have time for that. I have to get all this work done first. Maybe I'll have, to, oh, I'll go on my birthday. That's in three months. No, no. If you're behaving like this, you need to go today. Yeah, you really you do. Need to go within the next 30 seconds. You need to go do something that right. makes you happy. Because mm -hmm. that's the only answer is to right. get reconnected with the power of women, which is community, right. which is self-love, which is care. Right. Yep. That's what we're designed to do. Totally. One step at a time. Rita, how do people find you to help? They can find me at ritahickmancoaching.com. And on that website, I talk about how I help women in narcissistic relationships. Um, but I also help with co-parenting. And um, so I'll help families or, or individuals, parents figure out how to deal with the drama around co-parenting in a way that their kids don't suffer and they're able to grow through it and not end up traumatized by it, you know, and then dealing with it when they're 50. Because at some juncture, you're dealing with it. If people feel like having, yeah, at some juncture, you're dealing with it. They're moving back in, they're bringing, you know, their boyfriend with them and you're supporting all of them or so you either fix yourself now or you yeah so true right exactly so you either do now or you wait and have it come back and bite you in the butt later <laughs> or you wait for yourself to to get diagnosis with cancer or get a diagnosis of autoimmune disease you can wait till that or you can start working on your natural stress response and reversing that um, as soon as possible. And that's what I help people do is reverse that stress response so that they're like you, they can handle it when life happens and they right. don't get clogged and bogged down by their own emotional reactions because it's cleared off of them. So true. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Great stuff. Well, I love you. And thank love you so you. much for sharing your brilliance with all of us.
And we will see you next week. See you next week. Bye, Julie. Bye.